This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Uh, Ronnie Martin, in his usual way, instead of him having to work when he comes on, he brings a guest with him. Uh, who do you have on this morning, Ronnie? Thank you, Truman. It's always a pleasure to be here with you, and uh, we're very lucky to have uh, Raymond Hillis with mm-hmm. us this morning. He introduced himself to me when I came in. Um, as a fine southern gentleman should. Yeah. And, um, but he, Raymond has been with the city for a long time. I'm going to let him tell you exactly how long, but um, he is our director of streets and roads, and mm-hmm. um, we're glad to have him. We're going to learn a little more about some things going on in the city, and uh, I'm going to try to be able to answer the questions that you asked me that I'm not prepared for. <laughs> Why should I ask you anything well, this morning? That's a great point. Why do you think I brought Raymond? Yeah. <laughs> Raymond. Yes, sir. Uh, we talked a little bit before, and mm-hmm. I mentioned the fact that I don't know how many other people have this problem, but you guys have a device that you are able to slip on cars that's correct it's a, it's a trial device we, we started with yours yeah yeah and it's working perfectly because every time i get close to a green light it turns red i i bet you i've been through a hundred lights this morning and every ding dong one of them caught me how in the world are y'all able to do that it sounds like it's working great so it is working great <laughs> The good thing is none of the officers were around. There you I, go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Now if we can figure out how to do it the other way, I think it'd be more popular. It, it would <laughs> be popular. You know, that's that has to be mo- in some ways the most unpopular position that you can be in mm-hmm. is when you're dealing with things that bother uh, your way of travel and getting somewhere Absolutely. on time and all Absolutely. those things. Uh, and, and people cannot drive in Murfreesboro. <laughs> I, I wish that you guys would put up a, uh, a sign that says left lane, passing lane. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I, I think it's, it, 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 it's almost the left lane is a stopping lane. I mean, you can't, you can't get anywhere in the left lane. Actually, the right lane goes faster. Yep, that's true. A lot of cases. Like we say a lot of times, it's kind of like, uh, you know, being an old farm boy coming up, it's kind of like herding cattle, right? Mm. You get them going the right direction, they'll all go. But if you get one that steers off, yeah. then they'll just follow that one, and we've got a, we got a mess then. Yeah. We see a lot of that in our um, uh, road construction when we set up, uh, when we're working on asphalt paving and things like that. Mm-hmm. When you set up a work zone, that's why it has to be set up correctly, because if it's not, I'm telling you, it gets out of control. So. You're in charge of so many things, and when you told me 
the responsibilities you have, it's mind-blowing. It really is. I don't believe you ever get to sleep at night. <laughs> Not much. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I'll tell you just a little bit about myself before we get started. But if I boast, no, it's not in me. It's always in the Lord. So, you know, he's been good to me and, and, and has used me. And, and I want to continue to be used that way. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, we talked earlier that I'm also a pastor of a church here in town, too. So, What's the name uh, of it? It's the Assembly of Christ Church okay. right over on Spring Street. So, oh, is that uh, Church of Christ? No, sir, it oh. is not. <laughs> That's non-denominational. So, but, yeah, but, don't, but don't hold that against do you, us. You so have, you have uh, musical uh, We do. We have piano. a piano player, a guitar yeah. player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A guitar so, player. Guitar. Yeah, we moved up, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> is it jazz? I mean, what <laughs> no, are we talking about? Not quite jazz. Oh, not okay. quite jazz. All but, right. Uh, but, yeah, we're fortunate to uh, to be able to have that church here, too. But back yeah. to the work side of things, uh, I've been I've been working with the city for 27 years. I, mm. I started at the street department, and I tell people all the time, I, I, actually, they don't count my part-time years. So I actually got 28 years in, but they don't, they don't count don't my... You don't look like you're old enough well, to be there. Well, I appreciate long. that, but... <laughs> Trust Are me, you I sure am. you're still working? Because you should be about 25 years well, older looking hey, than you are. Flattery would get you everything. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that. He's, but he's yes, living sir. rights, what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate that. But, yes, 27 years. Born and raised right here in, in Rutherford County. Where? And, uh, Where? On the south side. I'd call it the gum community if you're familiar oh, yes, with that. Oh, yes, yeah, very yeah. familiar. Yeah, right off Cedar Grove Road. Live there today. I, I built a home right beside my dad. So never oh, went anywhere. Right. Stayed right here. So... That's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it, it is. I used to I used to have a lot of friends over there. Really? Way. Yeah. And then, you know, Mr. Marlin. Do you remember a, a gentleman by the name of Mr. Marlin? We bought part of his. You talking about Harry? Uh, no, his bro- his brother. What was his brother's name? Uh, uh, not Harry, but oh, oh, good grief! I forgot his name now. I used to go down there and help him all the time. Uh, oh, I, I know anyway, exactly who you're the talking Marlin about. The Marlin family yeah. right there. Yeah. And, and my dad back several years ago barked bought part of his farm when he got ready to sell it off and we've been there ever since so uh, i actually bought an additional farm over beside of us that meet it so mm-hmm. still still there still there got a few cattle there so i enjoy that i get to get away from people and you know and when i when i get a chance that's kind of my little hobby i get out and, and, and you don't get caught in all this city traffic and I all try that not crap to, but yeah. it's, it's growing yeah <laughs> i gotta get away you know it, it yeah. does the body good oh, I, agree. I love my job love the city of murfreesboro love the people i work with we have a tremendous group and uh, I'll be quite honest with you, I don't know that I haven't seen it as good as it is right now with the people we work with that are just, they're just fantastic. And um, so, you know, but we're, we're very fortunate and uh, very thankful for, for what we have and, and headed the right direction. But like I said, I've been, uh, been there for 27 years, started, started part-time with the city mm-hmm. of Mercerville. Uh, Jerry Alcorn, you remember Jerry Alcorn? Yeah. Jerry Alcorn hired me 27 years oh, ago. Oh, my goodness. And uh, uh, I picked up paper uh, for years, just well, for not years, for the first season, is mm-hmm. what I did. I picked up paper and carried a trimmer, and I trimmed grass and mowed grass, and then I tell you, it just it just went from there. You know, I had an opportunity to move up as a light equipment operator, then equipment operator, and heavy equipment operator, and then I moved into a crew leader position, and they give me the uh, construction uh, crew. And loved it, man. I loved working outside, loved working in the road, loved doing drainage work. And mm-hmm. uh, that just opened up and had an opportunity to go to engineering as an inspector for several years. Uh, and I enjoyed that tremendously, learned a lot. 
And then uh, uh, Mr. Haley asked me to come over as, uh, as a project coordinator with the engineering department. So I got to work with Roger about the last year before he retired. Mm-hmm. That kind of gives you a little time frame from where we was at. And, One of my uh, old buddies. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story on him right quick. You'll, yeah. you'll enjoy this. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> uh, Roger, Roger called me in one day, and he said, uh, he said, Raymond, I want to I offer you a position. And mm-hmm. I said, yes, sir. He'd seen some of the work I was doing in, in, uh, through the inspecting part, and he liked what we were doing. He called me in, and he had a position that was open. He had promoted another guy. Well, it was Jack Hyde who went to uh, uh, Fleet Service. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Roger called me in. He said, uh, he said Raymond, I want to offer you a position as a project coordinator. I said, yes, sir. I said, uh, I said, let me think about it, and I'll get back, I'll get back to you. He said, well, thank all you want, but start Monday. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> so I, uh, I started that job on a Monday and uh, uh, done project coordinating for, for a little while. And then, uh, when, of course, when Mr. Templeton retired there at Street, they asked mm-hmm. me to go down and uh, assist with them. And, of course, I had cut my teeth there and uh, went back and, it started out as uh, really the engineering department and street had combined, and it was a division at that time, and uh, went down as a, it's more of an operations manager type type role, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, I feel like we've been very successful in that, and they end up creating it back at its department again, uh, changed me back to the director, changed the title mm-hmm. to director, and and uh, man, we just keep moving forward. The little place has really grown. I mean, I can take you back to a time when it was just you know ten or fifteen of us, and now I think there's sixty employees over just yeah. at the street department. Wow. So uh, we've taken on a lot of roles. You know, one of our biggest accomplishments is taking on the drainage projects around town. When we went in, of course, with you know the, the help of Darren Gore and over at Water and Resources, he's done a tremendous job there. But he started uh, yeah, stormwater for you. Yeah, 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 he's a great guy. Yeah, uh, he started the stormwater. Uh, projects and then uh, or actually started the stormwater fund and then we were able to take that funding and applied it to uh, actually getting out and doing the work every day so we started a stormwater crew there uh, which I think there's about 10 of those guys now and that's all they do every day is they work on storm drain related projects and uh, I just checked the other day and in our work order system uh, they've got a backlog in there of about 150 projects so there's tons of work to be done, uh, and we got just the right crew to do it. Those guys are tremendous, man, and we have solved a lot of drainage problems in this town. Well, Mercury uh, uh, used to run into Broad Street mm-hmm. when it would rain two or three inches. Oh yeah, you couldn't hardly get through there, mm-hmm. and and you guys have solved that mm-hmm. problem, which I didn't yes, think sir. it ever would yes, be sir. solved. Yeah, there's three things we looked at going into that. We wanted to say we kind of prioritized because we knew it was new, we knew it was huge. Uh, we, we had such an increased volume of uh, complaints that we started just prioritizing them. So what we said is if, if it was getting into your home, that was priority number one. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now if it was damaging your property, that was priority number two. And then, of course, uh, number three would be like a nuisance water. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, unless it comes a huge flood today that we're not ready for, I don't know of any water that's getting in anybody's home right now. We solved all those first, and then we went to the – to the uh, to the parts where it was uh, damaging some of your uh, some of your property, mm-hmm. and then uh, now we're just we're working on a lot of nuisance water. Every now and then we'll get one, and you know, like a system may plug up or something like that that we'll have to get out that may cause some damage to a to a property owner that we're not that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. But as far as I know, I mean, we have uh, we have really gotten on top of that, and it's been it's been a tremendous help to. Is your response my- caused by the homeowners' complaints? That they're having uh, water problems. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. 
So you guys have really responded quickly over the, over the years. Yes, sir. And I've noticed, too, that those call volumes have went down a lot over the years since we've been responding to them. Because, you know, one thing I said going in as the director, I said, let's look for a reason to say yes and not a reason to say no. As long as it's not immoral or unethical, mm-hmm. we want to say yes. When you call, if it's our job to do so, we want to do that. We don't want to, you know, this mentality of uh, this mindset of people thinking that, uh, well, you know, it's just a city organization. They're going to put you off. They're going, they're going to tell you what you want to hear and kind of push you to the side. I've tried my best to get away from all that and look at that at a new perspective. When you call, we take your phone call seriously, and we look into every one of them. Now, a lot of answers may not be the answers that you want, sure. but we will tell you what we can do, and if we can do that to help you, we're glad to do it. And i tell you what, that mindset has been pushed off to the employees there as well, and they think the very same way. When they're addressed out in the public, I mean, you just it's just amazing me that we get tons of emails now of people just thanking us that, you know, they've run into an employee and they're very courteous, you know, very nice, mm-hmm. you know, give us the right answer, told us the direction to go. And uh, I tell you what, that's been, been tremendous for the street department so far. You now, guess. with you, uh, excuse me, Ronnie. No, sir, it is your show. You go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you can have it if you want no, to. I, I'm, I, I, I'm the sidecar over here. <laughs> Where's Jan at this morning? She, uh, she's working. Somebody's oh, got to okay. work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So Pinnacle is still alive. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm glad Jan's to hear there that. If anybody needs yeah. It. <laughs> now, uh, Raymond, when when yes, uh, you started at the bottom, yes, sir, and you worked your way all the way up, yes, sir. For me, that is is the way to watch someone grow and how how much uh, uh, they're going to respond to to the people we all work for the, right. the people in Murfreesboro. And um, do you feel like that you have a closer touch with the people, the community in Murfreesboro because of that? Because I, I guarantee you, there's a lot of people that know you now with all the years that you've been Absolutely. there. And, and and they feel more comfortable with you. That's true. That's true. Yes, I do. I feel like I'm connected more, even with the employees. You know, mm-hmm. I, when you when you do that, I uh, didn't know this at the time until, you know, I've gotten older to understand how it works. But um, you know, you gained a mutual respect with your guys and your employees, you know, when they come to you that, you know, uh, I, I had a preacher tell me a long time ago, never ask anybody to do anything that you wouldn't be willing to do yourself. Yeah. And, and they know that each one of those roles that we do, I've done those. I'm not mm-hmm. asking them to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. So you gain a, uh, an automatic respect in a sense, uh, coming up through that. Now, uh, was it a difficult battle? Yes. Was it all, was it, was it easy? No. Uh, I, I've, I've shared this a few times, even in the pastoral role, I was told by some pastors that, uh, uh, that I respect a lot that, that told me that I'd never pastor church. Mm-hmm. Well, I've pastored three so far and I've been told that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the director of the street department mm-hmm. one time. Well, I've been the director of street department and now the executive director over two orders. So, yeah. you know, it's just amazing what, what the Lord to do with a willing vessel that's willing to work hard and do the right thing. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you got to do, man. You got to do the right thing. Now, Ronnie, this is your question. Okay. Uh, and you know, I always give you the unloaded the easy, question. The easy ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't want to get it, soft. It, over it, here it, it, is this a uh, standard that Murfreesboro City City Council and the mayor are setting up that you watch the individuals grow? as they go through each department in, in the city and that you guys are going to uh, 
uh, promote to the very top in each one of those sections. Are, are, are you going to? Is, is that what is that what we're looking at now? I and I love that. I love. The, of course, I know how you are. You're very, you uh, you're very straightforward in your thoughts, yep. and uh, and uh, you're you're a little bit different than most of the city councilmen have been over the years. Well, I just try to do my part. So I try to be who I am and do my part and do it well. So, you know, I think the way I would answer that is, you know, what you see and hear in hearing Raymond Mm -hmm. talk is um, a a love of lots of things, but a love of service Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, a humility associated with uh, how he came through Mm -hmm. the ranks the respect that other people, including myself, have for him as we hear him speak and hear other people speak about him. Um, When we have opportunities like that to elevate those people into those roles, I think that is a best-case scenario, and it's a win-win for everybody. So, you know, I think um, the institution of government, um, there are times where, uh, and politics plays a role in that occasionally, uh, where, you know, sometimes... Um, we don't see the value of some of the people that we have in the organization. Which is a big mistake. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, but sometimes, you know, um, there, there are cases that can be made where you say maybe we don't feel like we have the leadership in this role or the technical ability in this role. But fortunately with Raymond, what you can see is not only does he have the technical skill, but he's got the leadership ability um, not only recognized, you know, in the city of Murfreesboro, but mm-hmm. outside of what he does and how he represents the city in, you know, what he does outside outside of work. You know, leading a church is not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think people, uh, you know, value and respect and trust, uh, you know, people of faith and, and pastors are in an elevated, respected role because of what they contribute. And so you think about the value of having somebody like that in our city. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, I – rather than just me come and share my thoughts about things, which I enjoy doing with you. But there are so many people, uh, not only from a technical standpoint in the city of Murfreesboro, that we should be really, really proud of, but from a leadership standpoint and uh, leading people and growing people. Absolutely. And, and Raymond's one of those people. I mean, he's just one of the best. And we had Darren Gore here, you know, mm-hmm. the last time. He did a time. great job. He's awesome, and, too. And he's one of the best. Yes, so, he is. Anyway. And and everything, and, and Ronnie and I have been friends for a while. And one of the things I've noticed that it, from Ronnie is that every department is, is right there at the top. It, it, it gives something special to the people who live here, right. every one of them. So you can't put one over the other. I mean, we have all of these that uh, we have the police and, 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 the, and yeah. the fire. Of course, they, they have to respond very quickly but if you look at the overall value when people are coming in to and they're looking at a city where they want to live it's hard to find a better place than murfreesboro that's exactly and it's a big draw it's an amazing draw and i say that all the time i say it's not the infrastructure that brings people in here obviously i mean you dealt with that on the way in here but it's the people here and that's what makes the difference and there are good people that live here in this town and that's what attracts people i mean uh, I interviewed, I hired a couple of guys that uh, lived out of state, and I ask them that sometimes when I interview them and hire them, you know, what, what attracted you here? You yep. know, and they'll tell me all the time, well, look, you know, they may have visited or had a family member or something, distant family member, and just fell in love with the people here. Wait a minute, you hired somebody from out of state? <laughs> I 
had to. You elevated him. We, we went back the other way. What happened, Well, sometimes Ronnie? you have to, you yeah. know. How far did they live above the Mason-Dixon line? I'm afraid so. Oh, but, no. Know. Hey, we'll, of, we'll, we'll, we'll train them up right. Don't worry. A lot of people moving here. Yeah. Yeah. It is. we got a it lot is. of folks moving here. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, now, tell me, mm-hmm. I know that it, it seems like the small things are the ones that the people want in your particular line of work. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, are, are you into the sidewalk business also? We do repair sidewalk. Yes, sir. We sure do. Uh, what uh, about... Uh, new sidewalks no we don't construct new sidewalk that's usually the re, you know responsibility of the developer of the subdivision or whatever you know whatever what about it what if it's an older uh, really really nice subdivision yeah, you, you got a sidewalk you need to <laughs> just go, yeah. where we're, just just go and give me the, the address yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't be in the city now hey let me tell now. you something <laughs> ronnie martin yes sir uh i live just outside the city okay on Manchester Highway. And I looked at the 20-year plan that you guys have got, and guess what? You go all the way around me, but it's obvious that nobody wants me. Are you asking for city services? No. Okay, all right. Well, we... See, see my my, my taxes will double if you you do that. Well, listen to this. I live out that way, too, so it may be intentional. Yeah. No, it's not. Thank you. Thank you, Raymond. <laughs> we we got to keep Raymond in the city. He can't be outside. Yeah. Stuff. That's probably not a good thing for us to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we repair sidewalk. We get calls all the time. You know, people are tripping hazard or something that's fell in. We'll go out and just – we pour small sections. You know, we'll do – you know, we'll do uppers to – when I say small, I mean, we pulled up we pulled up to, you know, 30, 40 feet at a time. So. Well, I wonder why people uh, over in Riverbend mm-hmm. – the people who developed that never put in sidewalks because it's a great walking area. I used to, when I lived right. over there, I'd run uh, with, with uh, a lot of the people that was over there, and it really is a great neighborhood. We Absolutely. were just all pretty close there at one time. Yeah, yeah. But there's it, no sidewalks, no nothing like no, that. No, that was part of the original design for that subdivision, and that's kind of what they allowed at that time. But Back I'm before, like you. It's a beautiful place. Back yeah. before we required it. Yep, now, most right. of the time, you're going to have to have sidewalks yep. in the city. Right. So. Going to have to? Going to have to. Yep. But it, you you can't go back. No. And r- the main reason is because of the uh, being able to buy the property. Uh, a lot of times, those other subdivisions, are, you don't have as much right-of-way that's required on the new one. So yeah. if we're going to put sidewalks in, then obviously we're going to need the right-of-way to do it. You know, a sidewalk being four-foot wide, then we usually have a two-foot grass strip in front of that. So, yeah. you know, you're looking 10, 12 feet, 15 before it's all done. And then you got to have, you know, somewhere to put your drainage and all that stuff. So, it, you know, a lot of it is having to go back and, and buy the property to be able to do it if we were going to do something like that. And, of course, you know, it would take a... It would take the uh, efforts of the people living in that subdivision uh, to want that to happen as well. Can I make a? Uh, it's kind of a semi uh, complaint, not sure. really no, go right complaint. Ahead. But when uh, you weren't over that area, when we were trying to get a red light at the sheriff's department, hmm. and we we did all the testing, and there was, as you can see. It's mm-hmm. bumper to bumper through there. Oh, it, absolutely. It, yeah. it, and I was trying to, the numbers actually uh, showed that we need it, but we, I never could get one. And then I drive out in some of these places, and it seems like uh, there may be four businesses or whatever, mm-hmm. and they'll be uh, uh, 
a, there'll be a red light there, and, and sometimes a green light too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not, I don't ever see the green light, but it was, it was one of the. It, it, does, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I know there's one house. Uh-huh. Going out our way, you know which one oh, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it has it. It the, the red and green light, the traffic light is is right there for the particular road. I'm not going not going to mention it, but there there's a there's a ton of uh, cars that come out of there, and it seems like every time a car will come out, the the light changes. Mm-hmm. There may be five thousand cars going up and down the main highway, and uh, it's going to stop them. Mm-hmm. Now. How do you get to that particular uh, one answer? Thing, one thing to keep in mind, especially like on out Manchester Highway, yeah. 231 and places yeah. like that, those are state highways. So a lot of times those those lights are mandated by the state. So yeah. if the city wants to put one up, I mean, they just can't just go out and put it up. They have to get the permission of the state. And a lot of times whenever the state has a highway, uh, they'll put it up without even – I mean, there's a little bit of communication with the city. Of course, we do our best to work with them. Uh, but a lot of those that you see like that is something that the state has put up, uh, and I'm not sure what their requirements are for it. But mm-hmm. uh, that's one thing you have to keep in mind. And a lot of people don't know this about – you made me think about it when you said that – about the street department. We're very fortunate here that we have a – now, red lights don't apply to this, but we have a uh, state contract with the state that allows the street department to do the street maintenance on street on state highways. Mm-hmm. So uh, the state actually pays us. Uh, the last time I looked at it, it was about three hundred seventy thousand dollars to uh, you know pick up litter, mow the grass, patch mm-hmm. potholes, any repairs, and that is a uh, huge accomplishment for us. Yeah. Because I, I even had the city of Franklin contact me and ask me how that happened and how they could do that because, you know, they want their state highways going through their city to look pristine as well. Because we'll mow, you know, seven cycles a season, uh, and they'll they'll reimburse that. We keep up with it. Uh, we'll invoice uh, that allotted amount of money back to us. Mm-hmm. But we're able to maintain. When you come to Murfreesboro and it's clean and green, as we say, well, we're able to do that because of that funding as well. And yeah. we have puts us in a little bit more control where the state, you know, they're only going to come around, you know, a couple of times a all right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Raymond Hillis and his friend from the city council. <laughs> from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Now's the time to start teaching good financial habits to your children, and we're here to help. Hi, I'm Nancy with Heritage South Community Credit Union. Our chipmunk and squirrel saver accounts help your child learn how to save and reward them for regular deposits or good grades. Our team cash accounts help your team learn to manage their money wisely and have options to build their credit. To learn more, visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, insured by the NCUA. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street, across from the tall NHC building. We've expanded our store. We've increased it about 600 square feet. We would just be very excited for everybody to come check us out. Proceeds from sales benefit Greenhouse Ministries, a faith-based nonprofit serving the underserved here in Murfreesboro. We were able to put merchandise into our store that we previously haven't had displayed. Maternity clothes, scrubs, activewear, pajamas. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street in downtown Murfreesboro. 
plaques, plaques, plaques. LNK Trophy has plaques. We have a wide assortment of plaques. Lots of options in crystal, optic crystal. We sand carve on premises. We offer laser engraving on everything from acrylic to marble. LNK Trophy can etch crystal or glass. So if it's plaques you're looking for, come down to LNK Trophy. LNK Trophy House, 1115 Memorial Boulevard, just down from Smith Brothers Car Wash. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. State Farm Insurance has announced it's permanently closing the Murfreesboro Operations Center. This comes as the company's 1,200 or so employees locally have been working from home during the pandemic. They will continue to do so with the facility closure. Company spokesperson Gina Moss-Fisher says it's happening at all of their 12 operation centers across the country. There is no set deadline for the closing of the facilities. A staple of Murfreesboro closing its doors after 120 years. The City Cafe will close for good Saturday. The restaurant is owned by Rollin and Teresa Kellogg. They say they tried to hang on through Christmas but are just unable to do so. The owners report after a long, hard battle, they had no choice but to close due to COVID-19. They have created a GoFundMe page to help employees transition while they look for a new job. Blackman High School has several teachers who are still on quarantine, but they are scheduled to be out of quarantine by Monday. So instead of the school reopening for in-person learners Thursday, it will remain closed through Friday. That means in-person students will return on Monday, November 16th, unless they too are on quarantine. Distance learning for all students will continue this week through Friday. The Tennessee Attorney General is joining other states in asking the Supreme Court to review Pennsylvania's handling of the election. Attorney General Herbert Slattery III signed the brief filed November 9th, along with election officials from Oklahoma, Indiana, Kansas, Nebraska, and West Virginia. They argued against Pennsylvania accepting absentee ballots past 8 p.m. on Election Day. The brief comes as President Trump refuses to accept election defeat. News on demand 24-7 at our website, WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Enjoy gentle joint exercise in the indoor pool, our soda shop, and many planned activities and trips for every taste. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the mid-60s. North winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies alone near 40. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 51. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From NHC's Adams Place. 
home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Sometimes talking to you, Ronnie, is it, like talking to somebody in another language. I'm sorry. I, I, now, I, 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 the one language we're talking about is Vietnamese. Yeah, well, I don't. In my defense, I can't speak Vietnamese, so you should give me a pass. Well, I can either, but I can eat in that particular. Uh, I like it as the, well. the food is absolutely out of this world, and the name of it is Phu, P H O, Viet, V I E T. And if you turn off of uh, Manchester Highway on Rutherford Boulevard, it's just a little bit down on the right from McDonald's. And the food is absolutely out of this world. Now, it's hard to see. You know, you guys don't let signs to be large enough where you can tell what's actually in that particular section. It's real obstructs view, so we try to be public safety is important. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather know where the place is, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't like driving blocks and blocks and blocks, and I can't tell what it, what is in that area. Which is why we need walkable communities, so you can just walk where you want to eat rather than have to drive. Well, see, what you're looking at is something. See, you live in the downtown area now. I, do. I like the downtown and, area. And, and you, you're just kind of prejudicial toward that particular area. <laughs> so you wanted to be able to walk. Now you're t- you were been talking to – I want to finish this. I, you've been – You've been talking to uh, Raymond about sidewalks. Yes, sir. And you're mostly, uh, you're you're interested in the downtown area. Yes. I would be, too, yes. if I had the money to, to live in that particular area. <laughs> Thanks, Yeah, you're welcome. But anyway, uh, this restaurant is such a great place, and I want people to know that you can call it at 629-201-8100, and the address is 1722 South Rutherford Boulevard. Great. And it, it is the, the food is out of this world. And if you want to have a different type of uh, uh, food, just um, or just drive over there. I mean, they're, they're, they're very responsive to you, very nice, and I just want to mention them. Now, we're, we're into the sidewalk conversation yes, right yes, now. All right. Go talk? ahead and, and yeah, you're you're up at a high level, being with the city council and and being a VP with Pinnacle Bank. So uh, ask Raymond, and, and and don't be too hard on him. I will not. I, I like Raymond a lot. So yeah. my question, we kind of got into this off air. Um, I, I live at the corner of Lytle and Manny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bought Rick. Pretty and area, yeah, beautiful, uh, historic. Rick and Amy Caudle bought that house, um, redid it. So we're. We're living on their hard work. They did a great mm-hmm. job. Uh, we're, we're continuing to do some things to it that, that we want. But um, I was telling Raymond and um, uh, Truman that, you know, the downtown is very different. If you've never lived downtown, it has a totally different feel when you Absolutely. walk downtown versus yeah. when you drive. Yeah. And so uh, I, I walk to work and uh, do most of my city council stuff. You know, when the weather's permitting, uh, we, we go, I walk you know, there and, and really enjoy it. It gives me mm. a minute to kind of decompress between Absolutely. things I do. And, it's important. But, but I can't tell you the number of thing, number of times I've been walking and my head's up looking where I'm going, mm-hmm. and I trip and stumble. Uh, right. And I've never fallen, um, and I'm 46. It would be probably easier for me to fall and get up than mm-hmm. some other people that I see walking because mm-hmm. it amazes me how active 
the downtown area is. There are mm -hmm. a lot of people that walk. I see people with canes walking on sidewalks. Even uh, more so now. You absolutely. see a lot of it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I see older people moving very slowly, you mm -hmm. know, on sidewalks. Yes, and sir. so it makes me think all the time, man, you know, we've got some probably dangerous areas downtown mm -hmm. from a sidewalk standpoint. Mm -hmm. And so I ask myself, even as a city council member, why don't we fix that? Mm -hmm. And so educate us a little bit about Absolutely. where we can and where we can't. Be glad fly. to. First off, let me just say, uh, you know, if anybody has anything like that, please call the, the office. I mean, we we take these at an individual basis, look at every one of them, and I'll tell you why. Is because uh, a lot of in the downtown area, when we go out and look at those sidewalks, you a lot of people just automatically assume it's a sidewalk, well, it belongs to the city. Right. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, a lot of these sidewalks are owned by the property owners. Mm -hmm. So we're limited on what we can and can't do. You know, we can we can lean on the property owner and say, hey, would you take care of this? Would you fix this? Uh, and some do and, and some don't. You know, right. and that's their personal uh, preference to be able to do that. But we, we do our best to be sure that everybody, you know, that's using those things are, are, are safe. I mean, we, it happens all the time. Matter of fact, we just fixed, uh, just repaired one off of Manny uh, two weeks ago. Okay. And, and what we're seeing is, you know, it's kind of a catch-20, but you We've got these beautiful, mature trees downtown, right. and they're gorgeous. But, you know, the, the tree continues to grow. The root system gets bigger. It gets under the sidewalk. It busts the sidewalk up. Right. So we have to go back in there with the ones that we own, and we remove that sidewalk. And sometimes we, we prune that root because we don't want to take the tree down because right. it's beautiful, you know, right. if we can keep from it. And uh, we trim those roots back, and then we go back and pour a nice new sidewalk in there. So you'll see a lot of that. That's probably why it's confusing a lot of the people. You'll say, well, they fixed that one. Well, why didn't they fix this one right. kind of thing? So when you see those ones that's normally, unless we just don't know about it, normally not fixed, it's because the city uh, doesn't have the right of way to do so. And so what uh, that means is um, unlike a, a city-owned sidewalk mm -hmm. where there's some expectation for it to be maintained mm -hmm. and things like that, mm -hmm. that um, – maybe not always, but maybe a, a large majority of the time, if there's a sidewalk that's in major disrepair, the reason it has not been dis it has not been repaired is because the homeowner owns that property that's and correct. has chosen not to do that. That's correct. So I think that's important because a lot of people will look around the downtown and say, yep. much right. like you said, yep. hey, these folks got brand-new sidewalks. Yes. How come these people do Correct. It's because we don't have the ability, unless we were to go in that's and right. take that property that's correct. to force a change. That's correct. Yes, sir. Um, it's just not ours to do that. That's right. Are you purchasing if 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 you talk to the homeowner mm -hmm. and they agree to let you have that responsibility do you, do you actually purchase that piece of property Great question Normally yes we do you know sometimes uh it's not happened a lot, but sometimes people will give it to the city so mm -hmm. that they don't have to maintain it. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a process for doing that as well. So uh, the only way that I think that we would purchase it is if we would just, you know, was pushing really hard on the homeowner. Eminent that, domain. Yes, correct. Forcing mm -hmm. them to. Yeah. In this day of lawsuits, people are always looking Absolutely. to uh, um, maybe gain a little extra money or, mm -hmm. or maybe have mm -hmm. some of the mm -hmm. injuries repaired. Yep. Uh, the the homeowner could be uh, looking at a lot of money could be. if they don't. Absolutely. I think I think I would want that responsibility uh, off of my back. It's, it's no brainer for me, but you know, everybody didn't work that way. Yeah. So 
I'll take. I'll give you this for uh, example. You were talking about lawsuits. You know, potholes has gotten to be mm-hmm. a big issue with that. You know, if somebody's traveling along and they hit a pothole and they bend a rim or blow a tire and it could cause an accident or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, kind of the way the system works now. If we don't know that pothole exists, then there's not really a whole lot that can be done. But if 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 we've been notified that there's a pothole out here on Memorial, I know it's there. We've done nothing about it. A vehicle comes through, busts a tire, bend rim or whatever uh then you know they can apply to the city to be able to have the city to be able to take care of that now what we've done from the street department to help minimize that is uh two years ago i purchased a uh, a new pothole truck and the idea behind that it uh it uses it's a spray injection system which it uses as emulsion and a real fine stone mm-hmm. but it also has a tracking system in it that that collects the material data and then it collects uh, the GPS location. So it tells me in real time when that pothole had been fixed, and then we had that set up, or even legal, uh, if they would wish to at that time. We were working with Richard Rucker at that time, but he's mm-hmm. retired since then. He had the capabilities to be able to pull that system up on demand. Wow. So if he gets a if he gets somebody that says, hey, man, I busted my tire, I've been a rim or whatever, the city going to pay for it, he can pull that up in real time to see when it had been fixed and be able to make a better judgment whether we were going to pay for it or not. Mm-hmm. So Isn't that uh, impressive? That's been, a, that's been a huge, huge undertaking. That's why, you know, I don't want to brag, but you don't see a whole lot of potholes in Murfreesboro because that truck runs every day. Wow. Unless something's happening, and we, we run it even more so in the wintertime. We will cut back just a little bit in the summer because we're able to get hot mix and things mm-hmm. like that. But the reason we purchased this truck, not only for that, is that the materials are available in the wintertime. You know, the hardest thing about asphalt. down. Yeah, they shut down in the wintertime. So we wanted something that we could run straight through, uh, not just be you know tied to a particular season, but something that would run uh, year-round to be able to, to, to decrease. I firmly believe that the truck's paid for itself. You know, with, with lawsuits and things like that. Now we still get. It's funny. I was uh, telling some folks at the office the other day. We've got a we got a call for a, a pothole just the other day. It was a huge pothole. Well, when I pulled it up, it's it's in a it's in a business area. So we don't. It's not our pothole to right. fix. So property owner. Needs it's to a fix property that. owner issue, yeah. and we can contact them uh, if we have uh, contact information for them. We'll hunt it down and let them know that it's there for them to fix. But a lot of people that, that don't realize uh, what our responsibility is and what it isn't. I had put on our website at one time, and I need to check to see if it's in there. I did a short description of what the difference was between a right-of-way and even an easement. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't, well, it's yours, it's yours. Well, it depends. If it's in the right-of-way, yes, it is. If it's an easement, you actually still own that piece of property. Right. We just have a right to drain through it or whatever we need. Right. So. It gets a little confusing for the general public, so I had put a description out on our website for that, and I'm pretty certain it's still there. If not, I'll check on it when I get off the radio here to make sure that it is. But I wanted that to be out there to educate folks because we good. get a lot of drainage complaints. They, uh, you know, they like for us to come by and, and mow the ditch. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, uh, you know, it's 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 your property. On an it's on an easement. Yeah. You're supposed to maintain your property. Now, some of those we do take care of. We say that if it's impeding the flow of the water, if something has gotten in there that's impeding the flow of the stream or the water, then we'll remove that, mm-hmm. obviously. So, And sometimes vegetation can be that way, right? If it goes unattended for years, you get trees and everything else growing in it, and sometimes we have to do that. So. How many times do you run into situations where people don't really understand what's going on with their particular properties or, or they want something done 
by the the, the city government, and maybe um, maybe that's not your responsibility. You're I would about when council members don't understand. Or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Most of the council members. <laughs> I wouldn't be scared to say it's daily. Yeah, but uh, we've and that's one thing we've done with uh, you know our ladies up front that answer the phone is 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 they do a tremendous job of educating folks when they call and letting them know what our responsibility is and what their responsibility is as well. So 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 they're also educated. The people who answer the phone, mm-hmm. they know pretty much all the ins and outs most of, of, of responsibility. The, most of those, uh, you know, the ladies that work up front at the street department, Miss Jenny and Miss uh, Tracy, you know, they've been with the city for a while, uh, and they've been doing this for a while. So they know. Uh, they Very rare, if it's something that comes through that they're not familiar with, they'll contact me or something. But most of the time, they can answer the phone. I mean, they can answer the question whenever the caller calls in. So all the uh, homeowners have to do is just call in. Call us, absolutely. And, and, and then it takes care of all the problems. And if it's not, we'll get them to the right spot. That's what we've pushed from day one. You know, I don't want anybody that calls the street department just to be just just to be hung up on or, or given the wrong answer. We're going to point you in the right direction. We're going to help you out. If we can send an email, if we can transfer a phone call, you know, if it's not us, we're going to get you to the right place. So One-stop shop. <laughs> you're in charge of a lot of areas, not just for the streets. Correct. About, uh, I'm going to say two months ago, uh, the city manager asked me if I would come on as the executive director uh, to help manage uh, solid waste and fleet department. Isn't it, am- I- isn't it amazing how they come up with all these titles to get you to do <laughs> something extra? <laughs> I mean, yes, it, it, is. it is amazing yes, it is. to me. It is. It yeah, is. I, you, I can, I can see him throwing out the bait right now well, and, and reeling it in. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, well, I fell for that one. Yeah. But, you know. Oh well, you live and learn, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, you know, we'd actually uh, just prior to that had taken on the urban environmental department. I don't know if you were familiar with that department. It, of course, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, we kind of absorbed it into the street. And what we've learned is that is probably one of the smartest things that the city's done in a long time. What we realize, urban, very, doing a lot of the same things we do. We mow grass. They mow grass at the end of the day. What we figured out is we were mowing on one corner. They was mowing on the other corner. So we was able to combine this, and we don't have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, double work or double driving to the job site you know it's much more efficient to find out hey we send one crew there and he mows both sides you know yeah. and so it, it, it and looking back i mean we 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 probably knew it but it was amazing to me after we had combined to see how much of that was going on i don't mm-hmm. know that we knew that we had that much that big a volume that was happening uh, there, so much more efficient. And of course, you know they were uh, in the tree business, street department. You know, if a storm comes through, if it falls out in the street, we cut the tree up as well. So now, you know, we've got an extra. I think there was about fifteen of those folks that came with us. Uh, now we've just got uh, our resources are even broader. You know, they had a tree climber over there where uh, we didn't. Uh, he's got the expertise to be able to do those kinds of things. Those are hard people to find. Too. Absolutely hard things. And we have the top notch the best this young man we have right here in this spot i would trust him with anything he is awesome he is great in that position he is he's in right now what about all these ut big graduate tre- so yeah man he's what what all these big uh, uh trees right there on uh east main street 
you know, they 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 kind of go over the road itself. It's it, it, it's absolutely gorgeous. It In is. fact, I love them. I, I yeah. hope nothing's well, ever done. Beautiful. But I especially can rem- this time of year. Yeah, but but if you have a, a freeze, a hard freeze, yes, like we had years ago, that we. Two, yeah, three. something in that area. I remember I just started with the city when we had that big ice storm coming yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. And we were cutting up trees in the road. Here's what's amazing. We would hear them crack and break. Yeah. It just, just sucked the life out of you. You have to go down there and cut that one up. Yeah. Is there any way, and, and I don't particularly want it done, but I'm just uh, interested in if you see a tree that has just huge limbs, and if, if it falls, it's going to bust somebody's car if it hits the wrong way. Right. So do you look at the safety of those particular trees and the, the limbs that Absolutely are there? we do. A couple of things that happens and assists in that is uh, uh, the bus drivers, the school bus drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple of, of those folks that will say or they will call or email us and say, hey, there's a limb that's, that's hitting my bus over on such and such street. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's in the right-of-way and it's growing out in the right-of-way, this is part of the uh, tree climber's responsibility. He has his own crew. There's about five of those guys. And they'll go out and they'll prune that tree so that it's not hitting any kind of buses or anything like that as long as we know about it. So, yeah, if we see a danger, if it's in the right-of-way, if we see a dangerous tree with a limb that's bad in it, if it's in the right-of-way, this responsibility is the same crew. They go out and they prune that limb and they take it off. What if the Um, homeowner there – that's another case. We have, we go out, we assist it. If it's the homeowner, we have a form letter that we send them and ask them to, to remove that. I have. They have come by and cut some. You yeah. you drive by my house all the time. Every day. And and, and I remember uh, having some trees that were trimmed mm-hmm. uh, that did not make those trees look as nice as they did before. Mm-hmm. And that and they cut them without even talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what goes on in the city, or or is it uh, is it a different type situation? When you have that. It could be a different type situation. Did you have a, just yours particularly, was there an electric line or anything like that nearby? It's close. Well, it's sometimes, close. you know, the electric department does the same thing. And I don't know what yeah. their communication side is, but yeah. I know that they also have trimmers. Because sometimes they get confused with us. And we have to say, well, no, ma'am, no, sir, that wasn't us. That was the yeah. electric department. But we do our best to communicate with everybody. Uh, you know, Carson is the gentleman I'm talking about. He's very good if, you know, if the mm-hmm. homeowner's there to knock on the door and let them know what we're going to do. Uh, if we can, you know, as long as it's not a danger and already hitting vehicles or something, something just absolute has to come on. So. Sometimes a conversation will make it everything does. It okay. It makes everything a lot better. That's yeah. right. Take a little time to communicate. Yeah. And I would imagine, too, that that's an educational thing for a lot of people. That, it is. You know, I think about downtown, there's probably a lot of right-of-way between the street and the sidewalk where there are big trees planted absolutely you know, in those spots mm-hmm. and so i'm going to assume that because that's right away that's city property right. that tree is actually on our yeah. property and a homeowner like most people would say that's my tree it's in front of my house mm-hmm. well yeah it, you enjoy that tree sure but it's really on city property right. so do i right. you know should I have the expectation as a homeowner that you're going to come and tell me before you trim your tree? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's right. an educational right. opportunity. That's exactly right. We do our best to communicate because we know, you know, mm-hmm. people don't, that tree's been there for so long. They, you know, they don't want that. A lot of folks don't want that tree removed. Yeah. They claimed so, it, so to speak. Claimed it, yeah. Yeah, it happens. Do, do you ever just kind of not do something? If, if the if the homeowner is complaining about something that's going to change the look of his or her property, uh, and, and you guys go over there and you feel like you need to do it, but then you listen to 
what they're saying, mm-hmm. the, the homeowner. Absolutely. And uh, can they ever overrule what, what what is something that you feel like needs to be done, mm-hmm. but but you understand what they're saying? Absolutely. Uh, one thing that, that I feel like that I love to do is I like talking to people. And I like to engage in the people. Mm-hmm. And if they can tell me something, well, just real simply, you know, if it's not, if it's not going to hurt somebody else, safety if issue. it's not a safety issue, yeah. then we'll do all we can to work with uh, with the homeowner. Absolutely, every time. Yeah, that, we that want makes them to be happy. That, we don't want to just go out there. That, and do that. makes a, a city it a does. better place to live. Absolutely, it, it, it doesn't. It? Absolutely, it does. Uh, just happened the other day. I had a phone call on a on, on a uh, subdivision sign that the guy had called me. And it was an old subdivision, something that the city had taken in from the county back in 78. So we kind of inherited this, this, this sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he asked me, he said he want, he, he'd been maintaining this sign for 34 years, him and his wife. And I thanked him very much for doing that because it, it looks – but he had gotten to the point where he was just tired of dealing with it. You know, he kept getting hit by cars. And he said, man, can you just come in here and take this thing out? I'm done with mm-hmm. it. And I said, well, let me do a little homework. Let me see, you know, who it belongs to. And I said, I'll get back with you. Well, I started making some phone calls, called planning, trying to get some back information on it. Well, in the meantime, he called me back and he said, hey, I talked to my neighbor across the street who owns a landscaping business. And he said, he's going to maintain it and take care of it. He said, man, can I just, can we just disregard that? And I said, yeah, man. I said, that's no problem. I said, we don't want to do anything that you guys don't want us to do. I said, you know, we, you know, I'm sure there's other people that live in that subdivision that love that sign being out there. You know, we just didn't want to go in there and just take it out. So it kind of worked itself out, but, uh, yeah, we get into things like that on a daily basis. What about people who are working on uh, the streets on the side of the streets? It it may be an electrical thing going Mm -hmm. on or Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. but it seems like it's always done in in the heavy traffic time of the day. It does. It uh, it does anything. uh, do, Do you ever take that in consideration? Absolutely, we do. Uh, if we feel like it's something that, uh, and we do this kind of case by cases, but uh, if we feel like it's something that, that would be better done at night, we've mm-hmm. had our, we do have our crews sometimes coming at night to do repair work for yeah. the street. A lot of our paving, asphalt paving now, contractors come in at night and do that just because of purely the traffic situation that goes on in town. You know, and, and I say this a lot, and, and I just have to give a little shout out to the PW people, the public works guys mm-hmm. out here, you know. I don't know that people realize how dangerous it is working in the street. You know, and our guys do a phenomenal job. People don't know this. They, as soon as they hire in, we send them to class. That's one of the first things you take is how to work in the street, mm-hmm. work zone safety, and then that, that goes up to level one, two, three, and four, and continue on. But you know, being out there in that street every day, and I've done it, can be very dangerous if the work zone's not set up correctly. Of course, the work zone's not going to save your life anyway, but it will help. A lot. So, you know, these guys out here every day get out here and they work in the street. You know, uh, they put their life on the line whether people acknowledge it or realize. You know, they're people too and they want to go home yeah. at the end of the day to be with yeah. their family. And I know I've done this. You know, you know, you be in traffic and you, oh, there's another cone, another barrel or whatever, you know. And you, all you're thinking about is just getting home. But a lot of people don't think that, you know, that individual out here, he's out here trying to do a public service for us and he's putting his life on the line and he does it every day. 
It's weird. amazing how many drivers are Absolutely. distracted with right. working computers and cell all the phones. other cell phones and all the things that, that are involved. And it's amazing how many law enforcement officers are killed, yeah. how many construction yes, workers are killed right. because they just – all you have to be distracted is just for a couple of seconds. That's exactly and, right. And Trevor. then, exactly and then right. it happens. We want, we're just like everybody. We want our folks to go home at the end of the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we do our best to teach them and train them the best way that we can. But, yeah. you know, the, the people out there, you know, that's driving every day, we just want to make sure that they acknowledge that, you know, hey, be careful. We, I'm sorry. I think I interrupted you. No, I can't even remember what I was going to say now. So that's good. It probably wasn't important. Uh, well, you know, I, was, I got a little preacher blood in me. So just tell me to shut up if I'm talking too much. <laughs> I was very interested in your question. As so. long as it's not uh, hellfire and damnation, well, yeah, I mean, that, hey, uh, we'll yeah. have it for another show. Yeah. <laughs> what did what you say, Ronnie? I said I I became I forgot what I was thinking about because I became interested in what you were asking. So I forgot yeah. what I was thinking. About. You know, I I guess I shouldn't do it every time you come on, but I I, uh, I know Raymond will uh, uh, agree with me. You have done an amazing job with the city council. And you brought a, a a new way of thinking that that should be there. And you're very interested in the, the city that you live in, that you work in. Um, you you you've done the same thing for the small businesses in Rutherford County with the way that you responded with Pinnacle back when everybody was having a hard time. And uh, I, I I've I've seen Murfreesboro really grow a, a lot. Uh, since you've been there as far as, as their attitude and how they work and, and really responding to the citizens in Murfreesboro. That makes a big difference. And you guys, uh, you know, uh, better than anybody, growth is good, but not it's not always good. Sure. And you have to look sure. at if it's going to uh, affect the the historical value of, a, of an era and area or if uh, you know Murfreesboro is a pleasant place to come to if you're even if you're not moving here it's still pleasant and it's a whole lot uh, better than fighting traffic uh, in this major city mm. to our west mm. I guarantee because I even hate to go in there and um, you know Nick Bears you know Nick he's a um, with Channel 5 he's been there forever he's from Oregon okay yeah and uh he called me, and he's trying to find out about the city cafe uh, closing because I had taken him there many years ago and, and had a good lunch over there, and he was wondering what in the world was going on. And I said, why do you want to know? And he said, well, I'm thinking about having it on my radio show. And I was like, Nick, nobody watches you. Everybody listens to radio here in town. So I like to keep him up on things. I'm, I'm glad he's got thick skin. He needs it when uh, well, when you're giving him a hard time. But yeah, I, I appreciate the kind of words. You know, it's uh, it the giving and doing what little bit I have done for the city of Murfreesboro has. Um, I have received much more than I have given, and so you know, mm. I've I've learned a tremendous amount. I've been able to develop a lot of relationships with a lot mm. of our staff, uh, and see the value that they bring to citizens on a daily basis. So it. It puts me in a really good position that when people ask me questions about the city, it's part of the reason I wanted, you know, to have an opportunity to bring folks on your show is we've got a lot of good things we need to be talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, because of the nature of um, 
newspapers and media mm-hmm. and politics and things like that. Absolutely. Most of the time, what we hear is not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's confusing and people right. don't have all the information. So, as much time as I can spend and invest in letting people, you know, w- within reach hear about uh, the quality of people we have in Murfreesboro and the job that we do, I think everybody wins there. And, and I've, like I said, I've received much more than I've given. How are we recovering now from um, the the scare of the virus and things like that? Because it's it's my understanding it, it's going to take a while for everyone to get back on their feet again. It is. I mean, I think it depends on how you measure that. Um, you know, if you measure it in terms of sales tax, which is activity, you know, in our city from the standpoint mm-hmm. of consumption, you know, fourth quarter, which is um, April, May, and June for the city, I think we were up around six or seven percent. First quarter of the city, um, you know, July, August, September, we were up about seven percent. We had predicted and budgeted to be down 50 percent in sales tax revenue, which I think was a a prudent thing to do considering what we did not know about Mm -hmm. what we were dealing with. But um, despite that good data, you know, uh, Hotel Motel is still struggling because people aren't traveling and people are concerned. You know, I heard today um, and we have a, a council workshop today, and we'll talk about you know capital improvements and transportation and road projects. Mm-hmm. You know, I read in the newspaper this morning that State Farm is closing their um, headquarters. Here that, that didn't surprise me. Well, and so you know that ties into again the more I learn as a council member, the more some of these pieces start fitting together, mm-hmm. and I can see. I have a better vision of some of this, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, when people, when I first ran for council, and people asked me what my vision was and all that, you don't, you don't really have that. You don't have enough information to really understand, or at least I didn't feel like I had enough information mm-hmm. to understand. But, you know, when we talk about what our community will look like after COVID nineteen, where will people work? How much demand will there be for office space? How do we need to change the vision of what we've shaped from the standpoint of how our community grows? Mm-hmm. How important is planning? Where do we put streets and roads? Where do we invest? You know, uh, money is really cheap right now, not only for individuals that are buying homes, but for muni- municipalities that are borrowing money. You're talking about the interest rates? Yes, sir. Yeah. And so we've got great opportunity to do a lot of really good things because despite how expensive it is from a borrowing cost, it's pretty cheap to do that. And so, um, you know, to kind of circle back to the question you asked, I've become much more focused on what we haven't done that we said we would do mm-hmm. five years ago and 10 years ago and 15 years ago versus what we're planning for in the future. We always have to keep a forward eye, you know, looking at where we want to go. But, you know, when I think about um, Wilkinson Pike, when I think about Rucker Lane, when I think about Brinkley Road, you know, those are projects we need to do mm-hmm. uh, and and one of the things we'll talk about at the workshop meeting today is, you know, the capital improvement plan has a plan for 20 and 21 and 22 and 23 and 24. And what are our major infrastructure projects going to be? You know, um, I, I've, I've been able to see enough to say, to start asking myself the question, why haven't we done some of these things? Why, why are we continuing to push and invest in an areas to grow well, we got some issues that we hadn't buttoned up in the past, mm-hmm. and they're causing problems, functional problems within the city. And so, anyway, we'll we'll talk about some of those things mm-hmm. at the council today, and um, 
I'll share my thoughts about it, and then we'll make a decision as the council where we go. You're mentioning places that I didn't think would ever be in the city limits. <laughs> Imagine that, right? Rucker Lane. You know, I lived on Rucker Lane many years ago. It was all country back then. Yeah, right, right. Just a few couple of houses, and, and now it's just absolutely exploded. That's right. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Raymond. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Raymond Hillis. Enjoyed it. And enjoyed and I can't it. I can't even think about your full title. So, well, uh, you, you, you do everything. Well, we try to do our best. That's for sure. Yeah, and they'll uh, stick you with everything if will, you don't watch will. them. That's what you, you know, do with it, good people when you find them. You, yeah. you load them up. Well, you know, just like you guys, I love this city we live in. And yeah. If I if I possess a talent that can be used for the city of Murfreesboro, I am more than willing to do it. Yeah, and. Um, there was um, one thing I was going to ask you is, and I, they've had a sign up here wrap up the show for about <laughs> 10 minutes, okay. but I, I, I'll, I'll be right by with you. How long does it take a bank to recover from having to reach out to the, to the small businesses in the community? I think the way I would answer that is banks are responsible for um, – allocating in a certain amount of predetermined loss, which mm-hmm. we call loan loss reserve in the banking business. That positions us to take losses if businesses default on loans, if they can't pay their loans back. Yeah. Um, you know, I think all banks try to do this. Pinnacle, I think, has done it very well. We have set aside a tremendous amount of staying power, which is kind of what we call it, mm-hmm. uh, the ability to take a loss, the ability to um, have some negative economic conditions okay. and still survive. Um, I think most banks are aware, because of what we're dealing with, that that had to happen. I think most banks have done it. Pinnacle's done it exceptionally well. And so what that means is people that um, have concern about the financial services industry want to feel comfortable and safe with their financial institution. I feel really, really good about what we're So I can still write a check. You're you're safe. (laughs) Oh, thank you very much. That's what I was worried about. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning, and uh, we'll have the band on uh, tomorrow. John Blankenship will be on tomorrow, so we'll see you. And I'll also, um, uh, Florence Ridley, Flossie, uh, will be 98 years old tomorrow, and I'll mention that again tomorrow, so we'll see you. Thanks, Drew. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.